Happy New Year! Happy New Church Year, that is. You have recently heard references to the fact that last Sunday was the first Sunday in the new season of Advent. And since Advent is the first of the seasons of the church year, we are still in the first week of this new cycle of seasons, which has been observed by the Christian church for a very long time. A cycle of seasons which highlight the sequential and very consequential events in the life of the Savior, which secured our own salvation. And the Christian church here is a colorful event. Just look at the lecterns and pulpits of most Lutheran and liturgical churches. For there it's likely that you will see a change in colors as we progress from season to season. This particular topic, of course, falls in the category of customs rather than in the category of things very clearly prescribed by God for his people. But when Christian customs point to biblical concepts, they're worthy of our consideration and of repetition. And this particular custom has been held in fairly high esteem by Christians around the world for a very long time. It's a custom which is followed by Messiah here in Eau Claire, and I'm assuming by most of the congregations to which the rest of you belong. If you happen to look at the pieces of fabric draped from the lectern and pulpit this last weekend at Messiah, you may have noticed that the color changed, a color change which signaled the beginning of a new church year. This tradition of changing colors in churches as we make our way through the church year apparently dates back to at least the Middle Ages. And whatever the initial reasoning might have been for surrounding uh, the development of the custom, the reason behind its perpetuation still today is much more than just a matter of decoration. Yesterday, Prof. Nauman spoke of the significance of the pink candle in the traditional Advent wreath. So today, allow me to build on what he said by sharing information regarding the liturgical colors which change as we make our way through the Christian calendar, with the hopeful result that this tradition will have greater meaning and usefulness in your own worship life. In doing so, I plan to share some excerpts from a document called The Colors of the Liturgical Seasons, written by a Lutheran pastor by the name of Douglas Eskew, who apparently did some research uh, on this topic. Color, he writes, Color is everywhere. Color is God's way of filling his world with beauty and giving pleasure to those who live in this colorful world. Christians, for centuries, have used color in divine worship to emphasize the redemptive action of God through his Son. Color, like music, plays an important role in the life of God's worshiping people. Just as music is, I believe he's quoting Luther here, the handmaiden to theology, liturgical color complements the message of the seasons and occasions during the church year. Taking a familiar seat in the nave of his or her chapel preceding worship on any given Sunday, the worshiper's emotions and intellect are immediately engaged by color. Liturgical color aid in establishing a climate in which law and gospel may be heard and received. Color, 
like light, which is its source, is most helpful when it is pleasing as well as stimulating to the senses. However, let's never forget its primary role in divine worship. Color serves to communicate the message of salvation, and communicate it does when it reinforces a specific colorful chapter in the life of our Lord and his church, retold annually by the church calendar. So, how good is your sense of color? As I briefly walk us through the traditional Christian church here, I invite you to anticipate the color that will be shown in connection with the various seasons, the names with which, of course, you are already familiar. By the way, there are some variations in this tradition, depending on locale and time, but I'm going to attempt to share what appears to be a fairly consistent tradition in connection with this presentation. The season of Advent, what color might come to mind? Actually, you have a pretty good chance of being right, as there are two correct answers. The most historically common color is the one that you saw this last weekend at Messiah, and that is purple. However, increasingly, the color blue is being used in liturgical services uh, for the season of Advent. The author writes, Advent communicates the message of hope. Blue, the color of the sky, helps convey that powerful message. Our Christian faith rests on the hope that Christ, who came in history assuming our flesh, will also return on the last day of time from that same blue sky he ascended long ago. Christmas and Epiphany? Right. White. The color that is so often associated with purity and holiness is certainly fitting for the celebration of our Savior's birth, the light of the world, the perfect Son of God, as well as the star-lit announcement that was given to the um, sages from so far away. The interval between Epiphany and Lent, the color for that, that's a relatively short period of time traditionally. Green, the significance of which will be mentioned briefly later on when the color returns. The time of Lent, that one's easy. I would imagine most of you are thinking correctly. Purple. Jesus, the king of the Jews, wore a purple robe only once. As the soldiers mocked and tormented him, the scriptures record they placed on him a purple garment in order to ridicule him and belittle the claim that he was a monarch. Therefore, purple is used as a vivid reminder of the contempt and scorn he endured and the subsequent sacrifice he made for our eternal salvation. Good Friday, not surprising. Black. Black is seen very seldom during the year. There's no mistaking the message that this sober color gives. Black calls for sober reflection on the cost of our redemption. Easter and its season, including ascension, right again, white again. This color, used primarily during these Sundays, assists in bearing the message that Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Christ's triumph from the grave on resurrection day is the cause for our rejoicing. His purity before his Father becomes our purity. White reinforces that message of joy. 
Pentecost. Maybe a little trickier, but maybe it'll also come back to mind. Red. Red is a power color and is appropriate for use on Pentecost Sunday. On this day, we remember the power and fire of the Lord and giver of life, who revealed himself as the promised one. The color red communicates the motif of strength, strength and power the Holy Spirit gives in order for God's people to call on the name of Jesus Christ and share that powerful name with others. When we complete the celebration of Pentecost, there is that gap then from that event until the new church year begins again in late November or early December. That period is sometimes recalled, referred to as the post-Pentecost period or Pentecost in other circles as Trinity. And the color that is often associated with that is once again green. Affectionately called the season of the green meadow, these Sundays emphasize the subject of growth. So welcome to a new colorful year, one which is guaranteed to be made beautiful again through the preaching and hearing of the gospel of Christ, the message of his life, his death, his resurrection, on the basis of which and because of which we too will rise to a most colorful and the most beautiful life of all. We sing of God's measuring of time in the form of hymn 59, the first and last stanza. First and last stanza of hymn 59. 